Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Pump Up The Jam podcast. My name's Jess. And I'm Simon. Welcome back if you're a returning listener. Hi, Jenny. Hello. It's a bit of an odd one today. It is, yeah. So today's episode is not going to be a regular Pump Up The Jam episode. It's going to be an educational episode. So it's only right due to the um, events that we give our platform entirely over to the Black Lives Matter movement. We want to show solidarity with the black communities who are suffering now and paying homage to black artists that have graced the music industry by speaking about the history of this movement throughout the years. We'll also be creating a Black Lives Matter playlist which will be available on Spotify and Apple Music as normal. So a lot of what we will be discussing, I'm sure you've already heard or you've seen it being spoken about, shared all over social media by hundreds of people. Um, So you guys listening may be asking, why should we be talking about this when so many other people have already said the exact same thing? Well, we have a platform. So granted, you know, we don't have millions of followers, you know, we wish we do, but, you know, we don't, but we do, however, have a voice. So we urge you, whoever's listening to this episode, if you have 10 followers, a thousand followers, you should be using your voice to help. So, you know, to educate, to spread awareness, because Black Lives Matter and enough is enough. You couldn't have said it any better. Thank you. Because that's what we're all about here at Pump Up The Jam. It's about equality and embracing the things that matter to us. Yeah. Um, so I just want to talk about kind of why this has been given so much thought over the last few weeks. Um, so everyone would have heard that on May the 25th, George Floyd was killed in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was arrested because he was accused of using a counterfeit $20 bill. Derek Chauvin, a white police officer, kept his knee on the side of George's neck for almost nine minutes while George was handcuffed and lying face down and repeatedly said, I can't breathe, mama, and please. The other police officers involved were Tutau, Thomas Lane and J. Alexander Klein. George Floyd couldn't breathe. Eric Garner couldn't breathe. Brianna Taylor. Amord Albrey. Tony McDade, Botham Jean, Atatiana Jefferson, Stefan Clark, Philando Castile, Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Tamir Rice, Jonathan Farrell, Renisha McBride, Jordan Edwards, Jordan Davis, Ayana Jones, The Charleston Nine, Sean Bell, Oscar Grant, Sandra Bland, Corey Jones, John Crawford, Terence Crutcher, Clifford Glover, Claude Reese, Randy Evans, Yvonne Smallwood, Armadou Diallo, Walter Scott, Freddie Gray, and countless others can't breathe. George Floyd is sort of the one that has obviously sparked this whole thing, um, but I feel like it's really important to kind of highlight that this is not a new thing um you know this has been going on for way too long and it's crazy that in 2020 this is still a thing um yeah it's horrible when it makes you know you feel guilty um that you almost haven't done enough um Mm. that list is as jessa said it doesn't include countless others that 
that we don't know anything about. And it's really difficult for us as white women yeah. with white privilege to even begin to put ourselves in a place that can comprehend the atrocities um, that happen to people of colour across the world. And that list is just, it's difficult to hear and, and it's difficult to see. Yeah. It is horrible because as I said, like it's not, like it's a new thing. And this, it does make me feel guilty because as you said, this is where the whole white privilege comes in. So, you know, it's really hard to understand, but this is where in this time, we as white people need to listen to people of color, um, you know, and start paying attention and start speaking out about stuff like this because, you know, it's not right. Um, And it does make me feel guilty because why is it just taking now why is it taking George Floyd who you know and you know there's been a few people that have died through the riots as well which is horrible so it it does make you feel guilty because it's like why is it taking this long for me to not want but I guess it is want to say something and it makes you feel horrible but yeah I think it goes into white privilege so I think if you are listening and you are unsure of what white privilege means the definition inherent advantages possessed by a white person based on the basis of their race in a society characterized by racial inequality and injustice white privilege doesn't mean that your life is hasn't been hard it doesn't mean that at all it just means your skin tone isn't one of the things that's making it harder basically so yeah absolutely and i think it's important to say that you know, whilst we're doing this this episode, the whole point of it is to kind of spread our knowledge, the things that we've learned as a basis of um, George Floyd's death, mm-hmm. the things that we're, you know, we're actively doing to try and make a change, to push that change forward. I mean, the amount of conversations that this has invoked in my house mm-hmm. has been ridiculous and unending the conversations that I'm having with a 17 year old who I had crying on me because she doesn't know how to fix this and she wants to fix it and make the world better because she can't comprehend that people cannot treat people the same and can hate someone on the basis of something that they can't they've got no power over whatsoever yeah and you know, I've got an 11 year old who's asking me things like, why are people saying I've got white privilege? I, I don't understand what that means. Is it bad? Is it good? Is it, you know, what is it? And having to have those conversations, and whilst they're, they're tricky, and it is really difficult to try and talk to a teenager and a, an 11 year old about these things, the conversation is so important. Yeah. And having discussions about, diversity and, and about that, all of that kind of stuff about things that make us different and why it's important we have those conversations it is something that I've always done but never to this extent yeah and to explain to the girls and tell them why, why they've got why they have got white privilege and for them to, to 
connect the dots and see how that works. Yeah. Whilst George Floyd's death is absolutely tragic and should never happen, was any death because of that, because of, you know, white people being just inherently racist Mm -hmm. is, is wrong. The spark of the conversation is important and it's something that we need to to kind of push forward and make sure that this generation are the generation that make the change yeah because i think our generation is too late for us yeah but what i do think is that if we take anything from this it's that we push that message forward well yeah i don't know if it's too late but i think they're the ones that can kind of push it full force what what i mean by too late is Mm. that if we were the generation that were going to 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 be the change, then we wouldn't have to have this conversation yeah. in the first place. We would have done it. In our time. Yeah, I get you. I think having this conversation in our time allows us to provide them with the information that they need and the understanding that they need to be mm. able to make sure that when it comes to it, they treat everyone the same. Yeah. And you know, I've seen it time and time again over Instagram, over all social media, over the news. You're not born racist. Mm-mm. You are not born with a thought that you should treat someone differently because of the way they look, the colour of their skin, what they believe, who they are. You know, it is something that is taught and, yeah. and learned over time. If we can teach... if, if if that's been taught over time, then surely we can teach the other way. Of course, but um, yeah, that kind of goes back into the whole white privilege situation because it might not be, you know, just to be like, well, I'm not racist. So, mm-hmm. you know, that makes it okay because so obviously I've been seeing a lot on Instagram, as I said at the start, which I'm sure, you know, you people tuning in would have seen. So there was a post um, on Instagram by a person called Courtney A-H-N Design. Um, and she did like a cute little, you know, multi-Instagram post slide thing, um, which kind of explains it. So white privilege exists as a direct result of both historic and enduring racism, biases and practices designed to oppress people of colour. So white privilege means you actively benefit from the oppression of people of colour. So what we're talking about like teaching you know the younger generation and all of that it goes into like the media side of things because we as white people are the dominant representation in media and you cannot say that that is not true because it is every you know show that you put on it's white people and then you get that whole conversation of oh look there's a person of color oh they're just chucking it in because diversity and it shouldn't be that it shouldn't even Mm. be that we think that we should be like you know oh i don't know it's really difficult so it's almost like um if you think about black panther the film yeah the movie that came out and that broke records yeah broke records because it had the biggest cast of people of color yeah of any film ever yeah what i found equally amazing and frustrating that we even had to make that differentiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I was hearing is, oh, it was really good, but it's almost a bit too in your face. And I'm like... too much. 
Yeah. And, and there were songs like that as well, um, like when um, Stormzy, was it at the Brits? The Brits, yeah. And he brought on all of those people and they were all in hoodies and they were all people of colour. Well, they weren't all people of colour, but they were lots of people of colour, all mm. in hoodies. Um, and the outrage from people at seeing some dancers on the stage performing mm-hmm. a song... And I was like, it just completely blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... to me, that was just the show. It doesn't matter to me, like, what kind of people are. It just, it doesn't. So, again, an Instagram account, um, Matt Z-Haig, H-A-I-G, put, uh, because it's easy not to see something that isn't a barrier in our path, Privilege is like air. You don't notice it when you can breathe freely. I was watching a, um, a TED Talks. I watched a few um, because with um, Blackout Tuesday, that's what I did with my time. I, I invested time in, in finding out more. And um, one of the TED Talks that I watched was with an anthropologist called Anthony Peterson. That was from 2014, so it's quite a long time ago. Um, but he said he was talking about a social experiment and it was with um, white people and their families and how they were teaching their, their children. And the message that came across, or the things that they said they were teaching their children about racism were don't be racist, don't talk about race, don't say black and don't notice racial differences. And that is completely the wrong, completely the wrong end of the stick, I think. So that's where my point was going, is that a lot of people try and ignore the fact that race... It is a discussion that needs to be had, and it's not like... But that's where the white privilege comes in, because people feel... Because they're uneducated about race, it starts to make them feel uncomfortable. And because you're not comfortable and you're not confident in what you're talking about, you then don't talk about it. Yeah, I think it's just understanding, again, that going back to my point, that we're represented in media. No one questions our citizenship as a white person. Products are designed for white people first. Mm -hmm. Um, People at work, look just like us we don't get harassed for existing in public spaces no one questions why we're there and our actions and this is one of the ones that made me like oh shit this makes me feel so bad is your actions or us as white people our actions aren't perceived as those of all white people so for instance you've got a lot of the uh we're talking about the uk because we're based here um Britain first a lot of those people go out on um protests um but they're called um something completely different because it's all predominantly white people but again people don't turn around and they're like well that group of white people so you must be exactly the same but yeah so that goes on to another Instagram account so obviously I'm crediting all these people just because like myself I've found this time to educate myself on you know this matter so a lot of the instagram posts that i've seen i'm like well you know 
that sticks with me. So um, I want to share that obviously with you guys that are listening. So this is an Instagram account called Morelli Charter. Hopefully I've said that right. Um, Understand that coming to terms with your own white privilege will not be pretty or fun. Uh, or fun experience, it is necessary to feel feelings of guilt, shame, and anger throughout this process. Um, and we've, yeah, we've kind of touched yeah. upon that. Um, but also another Instagram account, Priv, T-O-P-R-O-G. Don't assume that you understand what it's like to experience racism. You can't. And then from the same account, move past your white guilt. Guilt is an unproductive emotion. Don't sit there, murd in woe. Just do better. Um, Recognise that fighting racism isn't about you. It's not about your feelings. It's about liberating people of colour from a world that tries to crush them at every turn. Remember, being an ally is a verb, not a noun. You can't just magically be an ally to people of colour because you say you're one. It's something that you must continually work on. Um, and then going back to the um, account that I was talking about earlier, so Courtney AHN Design, um, it was what should I do with my white privilege? Um, so it says teach other white people that barriers the barriers to success for people of colour. Promise to listen to and amplify the voices of people of colour. Be more than not racist, but actively anti-racist. Confront racial injustices even when it's uncomfortable. So that last one people probably would kind of argue against. But like everything, it doesn't have to be confrontational in the fact of you need to be screaming at someone. But if you hear something happening in a workplace and you don't feel comfortable with it, or even if you're on... Question it. Yeah, you don't have to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Just be like, I don't feel comfortable with that um well, I can ask why why do you feel that you need like why are you yeah. saying that i had a phone call with a very irate person at work um and they used some racial slurs within that and i stopped the conversation and asked them why they felt it was appropriate to use that language yeah told them that I was finding it offensive and that if they continued I would hang up yeah because regardless of why I'm there I'm not willing to listen to that yeah exactly but it's going to be those people that are going to get confrontational rather than you but again you just got to try and keep your cool again I hate being confrontational it's one of the worst things but you know if something like that happened in front of me I would not let that slide i mean did you sorry to interrupt no i do the trump what what he was saying to people so there was a clip i follow todrick hall on instagram he put a clip up and I, I literally couldn't believe it i watched it about four or five times and it was a breaking news cnn live clip president trump the header on on it said trump to african-americans what do you have to lose? Say it again. What do you have to lose? Why do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. Your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you have to lose? What a fucking... I literally... 
fat man. Yeah, so he posted this this message to African Americans from Donald Trump, and I literally do not understand how a president of a country can look himself in the mirror knowing that he's segregating the very country he's leading. A president, a president, a leader is supposed to lead people into being the best they can be. And that just, I, I could not believe, could not believe it at all. The, the, the points that he's making, though, if he knows those statistics, why are you not fucking doing something with all your money and power you mean my god yeah but that's just because he wants to benefit his fucking self it mm-hmm. really does my head in and i'm sorry for swearing i know i normally swear on here but it's normally in a jokey fun way but this i literally feel like i'm living in a, a parallel universe what yeah. is 2020 and where the hell a president of a country is stood there saying the most outrageous stuff? But let's be honest, going into the Trump thing, we won't stay there too long. For someone that literally there's recorded evidence of him saying very outlandish stuff about a woman. I will not repeat the words he said because it's oh, disgraceful. No. <laughs> but... I'm sorry, if he doesn't get in trouble for that, he won't get in trouble for this. But I just hope Americans, you know, when the the vote comes along, that you will not re-elect him as president because what a disgrace. And I do not care publicly saying that because, again, as someone representing a country, leading a country, how can you support someone like that? Whatever. I just don't get it. Whatever. Um, he just angers me. Um, but it's exactly like Katie Hopkins as well. She was trying to bring out, um, George Floyd's history. Like, that makes it okay for him to get murdered like that. Cool. Well, did you see what she posted on Wednesday? No, I don't try and check her. I don't follow her. So, Amy showed me yesterday. She came downstairs and she was like, do we know this woman? Yeah. <laughs> and as soon as I saw the, the name, I was like, fucking hate her. What she said now? And she showed me, and she's basic, she was basically, it was like white out, whitewash Wednesday or something, because she was so annoyed that Tuesday had been Blackout Tuesday. Now, there's someone who doesn't understand her white privilege and who won't be teaching her children. So hopefully they'll learn from somewhere else. Yeah, I'm not going to comment on that lady because... So, with that being said, there is a way that we can all help and or there's lots of ways that we can all help as we've kind of touched on. There are are real things that you can do to help with with money. You You can make donations. You can read books and watch documentaries, TV shows that teach you and educate yourself so that you can feel confident in what you're saying, that you can feel confident in kind of actively talking about these issues and challenging them. Yeah. 
Um, but also, I just want to say that it, I've seen well, quite a lot of people on social media who are people of colour and they're just getting a little bit tired of white people going to them in this time, which is fine because you want to know how you can help. But we live in a time where the internet is everything. So you don't necessarily need to approach people of colour to be like, well, how can I help you? Because again, that's just showing your white privilege and you're acting as if like it's a new thing when it's not. There's loads of sources out there so maybe just refrain and think, oh, I'm gonna reach out to this person and ask them what I should be doing. Just maybe use the internet and try and find yeah, other sources. You can, you can show them support. Yeah, agreed. What they specifically want you to do. You know, tell them, thank you. Thank you for putting this yeah. in the world. But again, it's not their job to try and teach white people what they should be doing because again it's not a new thing so again you can support them that's what what i'm trying to say but just maybe think if these you know people of color are going through a really shitty time at the moment that right now they might not want to have to sit there and give you it on a plate when you can just go look into it for yourself that's all i'm saying yeah. if you're not sure how to respond to someone of color to a person of color just listen if you're not sure what to read, research it. If you're not sure what to do, donate. Not sure becomes not my problem, and it's not good enough to not be sure when racism is still taking on. And that comes from an Instagram account, IRL Ruby PH. Yeah. Um, and that is just, that just summed it up absolutely and completely for me. Mm -hmm. This is what you need to do. Yeah there are multiple ways that you can kind of research into these things. So Netflix is a big thing at the moment. So, you know, there's films, TV shows on there. Um, so there's 13th, American Sun, Dear White People, See You Yesterday. And then there's also When They See Us. So those are ones that have been recommended that are really good to also educate. And then there's books. Why I'm no longer talking to white people about race, which is by Rennie Edo Lodge. That's supposed to be really yeah, good, that book, by the way. Huh? That's supposed to be really good, by the way. Yeah, I know. It keeps coming up. I've um, put it on my wish list for all people. Me and White Supremacy by Leila Afsad and White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo. But also from my personal experience, um, The Colour Purple is a brilliant book and film. Um, so there is also donations and petitions. We do understand that everybody, you know, doesn't necessarily have the money to donate, but we'll go on to that in a minute. Um, but the Floyd family has set up a GoFundMe page to help cover costs for his memorial and burial and to support the family themselves during this horrible time. So if you do have, you know, any money that you can donate, we recommend going there. Um, there is also a really good website that I've posted on my Instagram um, and that I've seen a lot of people talking about um, and it's blacklivesmatter.carrd.co um, and this literally lo uh, lists loads of ways that you can help. So there's other donation places there. There's a lot of change.org petitions that you can um, sign. There's loads of really helpful stuff on that website. So I recommend going and checking that one out. Um, so as Jess touched on, um, how to help if you don't have money. There are loads of things that you can do. Um, 
it doesn't all require money. Mm-hmm. Um, just do your research. Do your research. Find out what things mean. If you hear the words white privilege and don't understand them, Google it. Watch TED Talks, listen to TED Talks. You know, there's so much unlimited information out there. We can all use YouTube, we've all got Google. instance you know when there was that incident of that woman in central park who wasn't supposed to have her dog off the leash and a a person of color tried to basically tell her you can't do that and then she put on the waterworks phoned the police and said that there was an african american male threatening her life um when that issue happened um i saw that someone recommended um a yeah it was like an article essay type thing called the white space that explained that situation very well um so yeah again it's just listening to what people are saying and if you know you see someone's social media they're recommending something just take some time um i did also Mm. see someone say yesterday but who has time to look into this if you have the time and you're willing to give your time up you will find time to look into these things. There are 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. So there is a lot of times, whether you have five minutes, you have a spare half an hour, you can find time to educate yourself. That is just disgusting. Yeah. I'm sorry. They've got time to write that on social media. They could have been off for five minutes looking stuff up yeah. and find out what that meant. That's really royal. <laughs> yeah. Um, Zoe Amira has posted a video on YouTube, which is an hour long, and it's filled with art music from black creators, ads, and will rack up a lot of revenue. 100% of the revenue is being dispersed between various Black Lives Matter organisations, including bailout funds for protesters. Yeah. I mean... That's just wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, so basically it's a whole video which is full of ads, so they recommend that don't skip the ads, just sit through it uh, because that money is going to go straight to, you know, help the movement and bail out protesters as well that are, you know, fighting for this movement. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, And most importantly... Don't stop this conversation. I had this, and I had a discussion with my stepdaughter last night. She's like, what happens after all this? What happens when this is finished and it dies down? Um, 
And I said to her, it, it doesn't stop the conversation we need to carry on. We need to carry on until we don't need to have it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that means continually learning from people of colour, continually learning from just all the resources that are available to us. We've got so much, like I said earlier, so much available to her, just in the palms of our hands. We come across it every day. We meet people every day. Regardless of what you're talking to, your friends, your family, everyone's learned something somewhere along the line. Just talk. Please just talk to each other. Yeah. And there's, you know, just support black media, black initiatives, charitable organisations. Um, and continue this work, as Sam said, after the attention has died down because it's not something that it's just a fad and it's just something that we're talking about right now because again this has been going on for far too long so we need to now act and make sure that now this is the last time this has happened because it enough is enough but yeah it's not it's not a fad so you know as much as people are saying well people are only doing it because of this this and this well you're adding to the conversation. Um, and I think I said this off before we started recording that, but don't let people allow you to feel bad for fighting for what's right. Because, you know, we don't all necessarily have money to donate, but even if you're just sharing something on Instagram or, you know, talking to a family member, a friend that maybe doesn't quite understand the situation, even you just starting that conversation helps. So... Yeah. Absolutely. So, I think we'll all admit this is probably the first episode where we've never spoken, where we haven't spoken about music. I know. I think it's important that we hand, as you said, our platform over to this cause. And we will be um, curating a um, playlist which reflects this episode um, in terms of black artists and people who have a voice for black artists and, and are trying to be part of, of the solution rather than the problem. Yeah. As always, you can find all of our information on our website, contactthechannel.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has the links to all of our social media. We really hope that you stuck out with us through this episode despite us not talking about music we hope that you've learned something and if if you think there's something you can teach us please just let us know yeah. we are ready willing, and able to learn we are that's true stay safe everyone stay safe